We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon, everyone. This fell into our lap. The NFLPA report on every team's treatment of players. And the Steelers did not grade well. 28th out of 32 teams. Art Rooney, too. Electric Boogaloo got an F. An F grade today yeah not great for treatment of families f minus gentlemen seen your midterm grades yet (laughs) oh they're not posted yet sir i've seen them nutritionist d minus mr kroger two c's two d's and an f that's a 1.2 grade average Congratulations, Kroger. You're at the top of the Delta Pledge class. Yes, Kro- is, Kroger had to be feeling good there. That is one of their better grades. The nutritionist did okay for himself. How about the locker room? Mr. Dorfman. Hello. 0.2. <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Training room. Mr. Hoover, president of Delta House. 1.6. Four C's and an F. A, a fine, fine example, example you set. set. <laughs> Team travel D. Daniel Simpson Day has no grade point average. <laughs> All courses incomplete. And then finally, ownership F. Mr. Blutowski. 0.0. That's what it was like today. It was an Animal House Dean Wormer situation for the Steelers. And usually I start by either giving my opinion... Or, Chris, I'll just tee you up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start Donnie off here. It's his last day before he leaves for Bradenton or Tampa to go on vacation. He is going to take in a Pirate Spring training game. He's going to go I try am, to meet Hulk Hogan. I, yeah, at Hulk Hogan's <laughs> restaurant. He's going to go to the original Hooters. He's going to go to the place that gives the largest soft serve ice cream cone on planet Earth. He's going to have a hell of a trip. Uh, I'm going to reach out to the Pirates to try to get him tickets, too. Is he too sheepish to do it? Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. So two things are either going to happen. Either, number one, the Pirates are going to do what they almost always do, much to their credit, and that's take care of our guys. Mm -hmm. If for some reason they can't, then I want you to bill me. I want you to send it to me. So that he can get it paid for by somebody else. No, I'll pay for it. I'll take care of it. All right, that sounds like a deal to me. Donnie's reaction to this survey. I'm going to read the tweet, and then I'm going to let him uh, expand on it. I know what the narrative would be if this came out about the baseball team in town. And then Donnie clarified, not saying it's not warranted. But let's see that same energy here 
And here's the kicker. Rooney, too, is a terrible owner that has been carried by his father's legacy. That's Barry in the lead. The third sentence is the money line here. That's the thing that got my attention, and that's the thing I want to ask our listeners about today. Is that how they feel about Art Rooney and his regime and his stamp on the Steelers, 412-928-9370. But when you put a sentence like that out there, Donnie, I got to start with you on this one. Terrible owner, Art Rooney, who Batco just had to do a story on this and made sure that first line said in his tw- in 20 years they've never had a losing season. Yeah, I mean, he, charge. he gets lucky because of a few reasons. He, he's in a capped league uh, because we know that if this did come out about the baseball team, we know there was a huge story that came out about that team a week ago and they got butchered left and right around the city let's see some of that here but the only thing going for Rooney in this case is that his dad set tremendous groundwork in his place and he is nobody more than Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger to also thank for how they carried it through up until pretty much now like they have a a winning history much more so than the Pirates do and I think being in a capped league certainly helps him out. But to be honest with you, what he inherited and the way he has handled it, he's the worst owner in the city. <laughs> the worst. I can't get there. I can't get there because they're overall a very successful franchise. But I do think... Donnie's peeling back the curtain here on Art Rooney as a lousy owner, and I'm willing to listen to it, and I just wonder how unique and uh, unusual that opinion is if it's shared by a lot of our and listeners. Today, today we're seeing... Yes. He's cheap. They're cheap. But again, they have managed to have more of a winning resume, and that helps him get away with it. But he never gets run through the mud the way that Bob Nutting does. And again, I'm not saying it's not warranted, the criticism that Bob Nutting gets, but we know what the the perception is whenever things happen around here. I mean, I, I, I took the Mitch Keller deal as an example of this last week. Oh, the Pirates did it. It's a bargain. The Pirates always get it to work on their side. If the Steelers would have done it, they would have, oh, man, the Steelers pulled it off again. The con Let, artist. Yeah, Omar coming, baby. Let's see all those gifts. The con father. With, with the sawed-off shotgun run, walking down the alley. I do agree with that point. If the if the Penguins pulled it off, oh, the Penguins do it again. An- another great deal. Dubas is a boy the wonder. Wonderkin GM, yep. There is a lot of that. Players don't think there's a willingness to invest in a better workplace. That is a direct quote from this report. And I do think if I'm going to be an attorney that is – Uh, representing Donnie here, to further what he's trying to say, that was literally the start to the athletic piece on the Pirates. And you and I came on the air and said, of everything in here, this is the one part of it we don't like. Yeah, That money had to come out of payroll. That it was all coming from the same bucket. To upgrade spring training facilities. And weight rooms. And now it's like the Steelers players have the same complaint about art. There's no salary cap on facilities. Now, what what's the thing you're getting back? Like, Kabali tried to give you a rebuttal on it, Donnie. What was his comeback to well, you? Well, he on the- basically just wanted to blame Pitt because they share facilities. But, I mean, he also might have an, an injured back by the time he's done carrying all the water. <laughs> oh, you 
on a war path before vacation. But Pitt, I like pre-vacation, Donnie, don't Starkey you? Starkey always calls it pre-vacation elation. You're <laughs> this, delivering pre-vacation devastation. This here. is unreal. I mean, all I know is Pitt has upgraded its side of the building. Oh, yeah, we got a tour of it, In Chris, every way, shape, or form. Spring nice. game. It's looks super very, nice. Looks very like, nice. I don't yep. want to hear, well, they don't have the space to do it. You don't have to have space to do it to upgrade your facilities. Well, I'll say from being in the locker room, and of course the insiders will say I haven't been in there in a couple of years, and that is true because of the timing of this show. It's not conducive for me to go over there when their media availabilities and Tomlin's press well, conference. I guess that's and my 11-year running excuse. But it's, a, but it's a good one. Yeah, I don't want you over there at noon when we go on the air at two. Um, I've been in their locker room. We've all seen video of it. I'm convinced of this. They're absolutely high school football teams that have a nicer locker room than them. Definitely in Texas. Uh, definitely in the Whippeal. It's not I've never good. been in it. You don't think Pine Richland is a nicer they locker room do. than them? I'm sure there are Look some at their programs, lockers, yeah. Chris. They're like, it's old wood. No, I know. It's, I mean, I, it, it's never – let me put it this way. I've seen other teams, like when they you turn on ESPN or NFL Network and they're getting like local – uh, footage when a big name player on a big name team is is being interviewed, and it always looks nicer than the Steelers does. Like the most noteworthy thing about their locker room is they have that goofy corner where like Ben and first Troy and then Ben could go to hide, I guess, from the media because of the way it was set up. But it's always it's always struck me as noteworthy that yes, they win, and like a lot of what Donnie said, I, I agree with and is true. And the only thing that I have to to maybe use as a rebuttal, if you're the attorney defending him. I'm the guy saying when you've won as much as they've won, even though they've underachieved certainly in the last decade, when you still win more than you lose, it's a good deodorant. But none of this surprised me. I got tipped off last night. I was talking to somebody who said uh, you should probably expect these reports to come out tomorrow. I think that's when it happens. And I knew automatically there was going to be a couple things that were truisms. Tomlin would get a good grade because his players do like him. Yep. Fair or not, they love playing for him. Andy Reid got the best grade. Makes sense. I knew that their facilities were going to get absolutely buried. I knew Art was going to get crushed. And I had a feeling like in any way in which like it would be going above and beyond as an organization to do something really nice that they would fall short. I did. I, that, that was a given. None of this was surprising. It's disappointing, though. And I think Art... Bottom how, about line, what, how about what Donnie said about him being a terrible owner? I don't think he's a good owner. I don't. Now, my, for once, I'm going to try not to be as incendiary as my norm here and be a little bit, like, measured. Is that because he's a North Catholic guy like you? No, that has nothing to do with it. I've ripped Kevin Colbert for his last several drafts, and I really like Kevin. And you've also ripped Art Rooney plenty on this show. Correct. And I, I think I've called him cheap on this show because I think in terms of, like, what NFL owners can control because they have a cap and because they make so much money off the sport – he does need to spend more on like the little things and the little details. But I think what where he grinds my gears as an owner is he has steadfastly stood by his whole, well, we're the Steelers. We're very conservative. We just don't take big swings because it's just not in our DNA. He hasn't adjusted with the times at all. I think he has tried to ride his father and grandfather's coattails and be like, well, they ran it more or less this way. I'll just kind of keep steering the ship. One of the things that sucks about being maybe a third-generation owner is the business world that you inherit, the business you inherit, the world it exists in, probably isn't the same as when the first generation owned it, right? Yep. And he hasn't adjusted to that reality whatsoever. I, I don't think that he's been – I don't think that's any – I don't think something's happened that has given him – 
the uh, impetus to do that. So I've heard, like I heard Joe talk about this a little bit when I was driving in, and one of the things he kept saying was, I'm not really sure how to react to this. Well, it's pretty it's pretty obvious to me. This is what I'm going to say about it. I just think that it's a microcosm of things. Like, it's not the end of the world that their locker room is outdated. It's not the end of the world that, you know, they don't have the best, you know, they do claim to be a family-first family organization, F-. and it doesn't minus. seem like they're doing... You know, all kinds of family-focused things like that is that bothered not a great me the most. Reflection. By the way, we're the family business, but, and we don't take care of but, families. But my, but I think that this is a glimpse into not just how he operates, um, in terms of an owner taking care of his players, just the way he looks overall at his football team and his business. When th- things have worked in the past, so he's going to keep applying them to today. The one, the one exception to that, I feel like, is Omar Khan is a little bit different. There are some unique things, some different things that we've seen them do at the top from the front office that I like. They've guaranteed money. They traded a first-round pick, those things. They were more aggressive in free agency last year. They fired Matt Canada midseason. So there are some things that have happened in the last couple of years that encourage me that maybe he's turning over a new leaf. But overall, I just think, hey, business is great. The Steelers make a ton of money. NFL business is booming. Just had the highest rated TV program of all time with the Super Bowl. They're making money hand over fist. Mm -hmm. There really is not anything that I think is driving him or forcing him to make big changes. I think whether it's to the way he uh, builds his football team, goes about that part of his job, or even the way it trickles down to the players. Hey, this was good enough for the guys when they won the Super Bowl in 2008, these locker rooms and what we do here. So if we if we won back then that way, we're going to win again that way. You know, suck it up, deal that. with it. I've seen a little bit of that from fans saying, why do these guys need a sauna or this or that? I don't know. The players are the product, and don't you want the product to feel and be at peak performance You want to invest in them. Well, exactly. no, I think, I think some, no, but I think some fans don't care about that, and they think they should be, go back to the 70s. I just think the best owners, really in all sports, but definitely in cap sports and definitely in the NFL, which is just playing from a whole different ballgame as far as the monies these teams bring in, Pony, the best owners let their people do their jobs and just basically have a blank checkbook for things like capital improvements, and and then they otherwise stay out of the way. And despite Art never talking, it sounds like he both makes a lot of big decisions for them, has a lot of sway... And then when it comes to stuff that is very easy to fix, hey, make all this crap nicer that the players don't like, he's just out to lunch on it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
I haven't met too many players that are architects yet, so uh, we're not not opposed to player feedback. But uh, look, we do look at kind of you know what are the benchmarks you know around the country, what what you know what do players need to be successful these days. So uh, we, to be honest with you, um, we're not as deep into the let's say assessment of this facility as we are into the stadium. But that will come. You know, we we still have I think it's six or seven years left on our lease here, so. You know, we'll work with UPMC and, and, you know, try to start to see where we go here. But, you know, there's still still a way, ways to go, I think, to, to get into this facility in a big way. All right, Steelers grades from their players, only three categories were graded better than a C. The food got a B-. Shout out to the uh, chefs and the cafeteria people, the blue collar. Uh, you ever work in food service in any way? Yeah, I told you I got fired. How quick? Yeah, like after what months? I worked on a uh, nursing home kitchen's like tray line, so you'd have to put all the trays together for people with special dietary restrictions. That's thankless work. The short order cook kept calling me a demeaning name, and I said, "Do it one more time," and he did. And then I went at him. He was a little scrawny Italian guy in his probably like early forties when I was seventeen or sixteen years old. Went right at him, and, and we both got fired. Now, did you get the best of the physical altercation, or was it like most Andrew Filipponi physical altercations? Oh, uh, where I get punched in the face? Yeah, I mean, that was the implication. No, he got a couple in, but they really didn't hurt that much, to be honest with you. Did you land any big haymakers? It got broken up faster, you know, like there were so many other people it in It turned there. into a very quickly into a kind of a schmoz or a scrum. That was the uh, night of the 2002 NFL draft, so I was fine with that. I'm like, whatever, I'll just go home and watch this. I didn't really want you to and I are just wired so differently. If I found if like my parents found out I got fired from a job because I fought somebody, they would have just been mortified beyond belief. And the what last if they thing thought I, you were well within your right because of the name calling that was going on. Was it like a like a slur? Basically, it was, yeah, it was bad. Like, what if you found out the guy was just saying like horrible things about your sister over and over and over again and wouldn't shut up about it? I think your parents would be. If fine I with told it, my them. if I told my dad and mom this is what he was saying about my sister and. I punched him in the face for it. I actually do think in that scenario they'd be okay with it. But then my dad would pull me aside and say, well, it's good that you stuck up for your sister in the real world. You could go to jail. Strength coach has got a B plus. Mike Tomlin got an A. I view that as completely separate. I think guys like playing for him. It, I mean, let's be honest. It isn't based on, like, having monster success. Wouldn't you – you know what? Wouldn't you like to know – what specifically guys like Hayward and Watt gave him if they actually participate? Because I think 77% of the players of the NFLPA's membership voted in this. So the odds are that they did vote. Right. Chances are they did. Those guys, I'm sure, have a lot of respect for him. TJ has said, like, there's no other coach I want to play for. Cam always goes to the mat for him. Having said that, they've both been around, especially Cam, for a long time and not really sniffed, like, real close to Super Bowl glory. You know, you get to an AFC title game against the Patriots, you get your doors blown off. So you bring up Hayward and Watt, who odds are that they participated in this survey, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So if you do the math on it, on average, 53 players from every team participated. That is the the roster. I'm sure practice squad and guys that were cutting stuff were factored in too, but for the most part, an entire football roster for every team voted. voted. And Rooney still got an F. You would think, averaging every score out, you'd have some people that just like went through the motions and gave him a B or gave him a C and just didn't want to crush him. 
and that it would raise his grade to, I don't know, like a C- minus or a D-plus or something. Mm-mm. He got so many negative reviews. He's the guy who signs their checks. So, I mean, even if, you know, even if Hayward or Watt, the guys that are making big money, didn't give him Fs, they also didn't give him a good enough grade where it, like, raised his overall grade to something that wasn't embarrassingly bad. If you're Rooney right now, he's going to try to probably downplay this and pretend like it doesn't bother him internally. It would really hack me off. Like, because I do every... I'm the owner. I I pay their salaries. I'm the boss. I've given them a job and a lot. I've made and many they of think, them generation, generationally wealthy. And they think this little of me. I also, by the way, I would think of, of it like, why do you think Mike Tomlin's here? Where do you think he came from? My family hired him when he was in his mid-30s. Would they say and, you hired him, Art? They'd say, no, you just haven't fired him. Yeah, but are the guys who are on the team now, do they know Steelers history well enough to think that Art Rooney wasn't behind I mean, that? Do you think guys like, wait, behind the hiring of Mike initially? Yeah. You think Deontay Johnson or George Pickens know that it was actually that Dan was Rooney? Dan. I'm guessing absolutely not. Yeah, and I can't imagine Cam like setting up a small classroom and like a chalkboard that says like <laughs> Steelers history. It's got hypocycloids, and he's like, all right, class, it's time to go. Class in session. <laughs> Their first draft pick was William Shakespeare. <laughs> You might have known him as Bill. He was no poet on the gridiron. Um, Donnie has used this survey to la- to launch a volcanically hot take about the job Art Rooney, too, has done as Steelers owner. And Donnie has called him today the worst owner in Pittsburgh sports right now and a, quote, terrible owner. And let's see how some of you feel about it at 412-928-9370. We'll start with Hammer on the fan. Hello, Hammer. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Um... Yeah, I, I was going to say, our Rudy the second, I don't – when it comes to worst owners, he's nowhere near above Nutting. Nutting's number one on the list. But also, the thing that gets me is about the Steelers giving him such a bad grade. You have the back-to-back Super Bowl champions and Kansas City Chiefs players giving their owner even a worse grade than the Steelers. That's so true. to me, I, some some of these owners can bend over backwards for, for these players. Well, and they didn't. They gave the owner in Kansas well. City a bad uh, grade. You know why, Hammer? He promised no, them no, that I, he would renovate their locker rooms next year, like this past year after last season when they won their first Super Bowl of the back-to-backs. They came back and all they had were stools that had backs on them, and the excuse he gave was. You guys did too well and played too far into the season, and so we didn't have time to renovate the locker room. All right, Hammer, well, then just go by the results on the field. You think that Art Rooney's doing a good job, seven years without a playoff win. He's given Mike Tomlin extension after extension. They've accepted mediocrity, so you're fine with the job he's doing? Actually, I'm not fine with – let's put it this way. I am not fine with – the job Tomlin is doing. Well, Art's Tom, the one who gives him the Hammer. show of faith, Hammer. That's why he's making $15 million a year. Get that through your yeah. head in White Oak. If it was somebody well, else owning the team, Tomlin wouldn't have the power that he has right now. He might not even Come be on, their coach. Come on, man. I, you can't separate the two. I don't think you do get it. I don't. Yes, I do. No, I, I know. don't. And was... I'm sorry to yell at you, but that just, when I hear that, it just drives me up a wall. Does it? I couldn't tell. Like, that's just so Mike's intellectually doing, dishonest. Mike's doing a bad job. The guy who determines whether Mike continues to be employed by the organization, however, not as well, bad Well, he's got of a job. pictures of him. That's the only reason why he's here, getting more money. Mr. 
Kennedy! Carlson keeps it alive. Puck on a string. It's Riley Smith to the net. Across Eller. Oh, what a save. Rebound. Score! Victory in Vancouver. And these Penguins got that passion. They got that heart. And down two of their best players. They have beaten the best team in the NHL in OT. Eric Carlson, the hero. Van Outlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. That's where we find Penguin Stanley Cup champ, Tyler Kennedy. All right, Tyler, you tell us. Two months from now, are we going to look back on last night's game and say that was the moment, that was the time, they completely changed their season, turned their season around, and became a playoff team in Vancouver in late February? I definitely hope so. You know, that was um, that was a dig deep, let's see what we really got, because Vancouver came out hard at the very beginning. The Penguins weathered it, and then you can see them just keep clawing, you know, and that's what you need from them, especially this time of year. You know, Sid played unreal. They kind of, I, I thought as a whole, that might have been one of the best games I've seen them play in the second and third period, and that's a huge confidence booster, that's, that was a hard game to win. You know, when you when you have the time change of going across the country, three-hour time difference, playing the next day after a travel day, like that isn't easy. So um, they should feel good about themselves. And, yeah, I, I hope that's a, a season momentum changer and getting them on the right uh, step going forward. All right, here's the hardest question we're going to ask you, and I want an honest answer. It's 2 nothing after one period. It's already at that point, like past 11 o'clock. Is Tyler Kennedy staying up and watching this whole thing live, or are you kicking that DVR on and catching up on it in the morning? Boys, I'm staying up for like a period and a half and throwing a DVR in next morning. Thank you. Having Thank a, you for your honesty. Because yeah, yeah, got a... I got disgusted, man, and I just said I, I openly you got admitted. Out. No, I called myself out. I said I, I had that game on. I'm watching it. I'm getting pissed off because it's 2 nothing already. Their power play looks like crap. I said – Listen, people, I went to bed after one, so anything that happened in the next 40 minutes you can thank me for because I turned the game off. And people ripped me. But you me got in. called an untrue fan. A I got fan called a that. junior varsity sports guy. I got called a fake fan for that, Tyler. I think that's bunk. No. Boys, I swear to God, right now, when you know you're getting older, but when it's 10 o'clock and you are having the fight of your life trying to stay up to watch a hockey game <laughs> and – no matter what, those lights are going off. You know, as soon as you start drifting, it's so hard. And for me, I, I just, you know, watch it the next day. But, um, again, I, I'm, an, I'm a guy that goes to bed extremely early. So last night was a difficult one from, you know, 10 to 11. Is that one of the best games you've seen Jari play? Despite He gave up three goals, but, like, the way he was keeping the minute, did you feel like that was among his best games in, in maybe ever with the Penguins or at least in recent memory? Yeah, because we needed him to be that good. And he made the right stops at the right time. And that was the biggest thing, right? Like a lot of the times, like he plays well, but he'll let a squeaker in. This is the first two months where he'd let the squeaker in and the other team would get the momentum. You know, last night he stood on his head when you need him to do it. And again, like 
he's he's putting the Penguins in a tough situation, right? Like he, you look around the league and you look at for good goaltending, like he's a guy that's popping up on a lot of radars around for other GMs and guys that are looking for goalies like New Jersey Devils. Are you buying it, Tyler? You think he could be moved? I think the Penguins have a plan right now. I think it doesn't matter how they do to the trade deadline. I think they have a plan, and they're going to stick to the plan. Um, and again, if it's if it's in their plans to build and get younger, they'll trade them. But if they're still trying to go for it and they're still trying to crack that playoff spot, they'll keep them. But, again, right now with the way he's playing, the way the team played last night, it gives you that little bit of hope in your belly. What's you know, your best you guess look- on what that plan is? Is it is I, it plan A or plan B that you gave us, if you had it, to guess? I think it's plan A. I think they're going to stick with it. I think they're going to try to crack that that playoff spot again. When you when you have Sid, right, and a guy that's, you know, top five players ever to play, I don't think you can ever rebuild when he's playing this good and you have some other assets that are – extreme they're hall of famers you know with Malkin, you know guys like that I, I don't think you know you can fold right now and say hey we're going to start rebuilding i know it sucks and it's going to hurt way down the road but you owe it to sid to try to make it to the playoffs this year because next year if they don't you know it's a different story next year right this year they just signed those contracts. Like they, they need to, they need to make the playoffs this year just for the Sidney Crosby effect. You can say. All right. Did last night you beat the best team in hockey? You do it in as you describe very well, gut check fashion. Had to dig deep, Tyler. I like doing this every week, and the best part about it is we don't hold you to it. No, we don't. What is the Tyler Kennedy Penguins make the playoffs percentage right now after last night's heart stopper in Vancouver? I think I, I went. I think last year, last week, you guys. I think I was at a forty. Yeah, yeah. you went sixty, last, then forty. Now, what are we at last night? I mean, I'm back. I'm at fifty right now. <laughs> I'm at, you know, it's it's crazy, but I'm, I'm popping back and forth. But like, again, last night gave me the hope and the desire, and you know, everything I kind of wanted to see from the last, you know, two months showed up last night and it was so good to see and I'm ex- I'm excited for the next game because again they're not on an easy road trip they're on a and I got trek road trip and if they can they can really play well and get some wins man I might jump up to 70 wow you know you never know I know I know boys uh you said you go to bed early now what time what time did Sidney Crosby go to bed if there was a game the next day what was the normal all right Snooze time, lights out, I'm in bed, going to sleepy time. Um, you know, Sid's like everyone else. Like, the one thing I heard a story from Pascal Dupuis was, like, how how much of Sid's on a clockwork when he goes to sleep. Like, you know, guys toss and turn or pregame nap, sometimes it's hard to sleep. I remember Pascal Dupuis used to say, like, he'd look over because they, they roomed together. He'd look over at, like, 142. And he goes, every time by 145, Sid was out cold 
till three o'clock. And it wasn't like once in a while, it was every single time. Like he was so like mentally strong and knew how to shut it down. In the afternoon, taking a nap, you're saying until three o'clock. Yeah. The afternoon stuff, you know, the afternoon naps. Again, I, I don't know how he is at night, but you know, those guys, like for me, I always had trouble because I, I always thought of the game, either pregame sleep or the night before those guys like Sid and those, those guys had a lot of, you know, mental training of how to deal with the pressure because, you know, when you think of having a big day the next day or something's going on the next day, sometimes you have trouble sleeping and that's what I did. But those, those stars, they, they know how to handle pressure so well that well, I, I heard that Alex Ovechkin's eating chicken parm like an hour before every game. That blew me away. Brady, Norpik said Brady, that. Brady fell eating asleep. a full meal of chicken parm yeah, that, right before well, that's weird. Off. That's like Wade Boggs. Brady used to fall asleep 10 minutes before the Super Bowl. His teammates had to wake him up so he could run out onto the field. I think that's insane. Yeah, yeah it's like like those guys, again, I, I, I think they do a lot of, you know, Training meditation on meditation like, or whatever. Med- yeah, what are they doing? Well, I, I just think they see sports psychologists at a young age, and they really train their mind to handle situations. And you know, whenever you hear Sid talk, it's never about the pressure people put on him; it's about the pressure he puts on himself. And that that's hard to do. You know, people can say it, but to actually believe it, that's hard. That's what makes him special. Like again, there there's not many times I've ever seen Sid you know, look like the pressure ever got to him. Even like when you listen to him after games, he never, ever shows his emotion when he talks about the other team, maybe against Philly, maybe once or twice. But other than that, he's always understood how to keep his emotions in check, how to control his mind, which, again, that's what makes those elite, elite players so special. Yes, they're talented, but how they train their mind to control the things that sometimes you can't control is unbelievable. Tyler Kennedy, Penguins Stanley Cup champ. Thanks, Tyler. We'll talk again next week. See if that percentage goes up, brother. I hope so, boys. Take care. There you go. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.